Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. After Jesus had observed the Passover meal with his disciples and Judas Iscariot left to betray him, Jesus continued teaching his disciples. Several of Jesus' most recognized teachings happened in the upper room following the Passover. Today on Drawing Near, we see the critical nature of abiding in Jesus. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 15 and study Jesus is the Vine. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray. And our Father, we thank you for your truths. We thank you for your eternal truths. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And Father, we know, as we know the truth, the truth will make us free, setting us free from our bondages and sin and the lies of the devil. Father, help us to see the truth of your word today. And Father, we thank you for this passage of Scripture that shares with us the nature of a relationship with Jesus, the nature of bearing fruit and abiding. Guide us in our study. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we turn to John chapter 15 and begin reading in verse 1, it's important to understand that there are three parts to this relationship that we're beginning to discuss. Jesus calls himself the vine. He refers to God the Father as the vine dresser. And then throughout the passage, he refers to his disciples, or we who trust in him, as the branches. So in verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So we have this relationship depicted here. Jesus is the true vine. Evidently, there are false vines or vines that do not produce fruit or vines that do not produce good fruit. Jesus is the true vine, and we, his disciples, are branches off of that vine. We are connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. We receive all that we have, the life, freedom, peace, forgiveness of sins, the ability to serve and to do and to be. We get all of that from him. We are a part of him. He's the vine, the true vine. We are the branches. And then God the Father is the one who cares for the vine. In this passage, it says vine dresser. In other translations, it would say husbandman, the caretaker. So as we look at this passage, Jesus makes a serious declaration. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, the vine dresser, the father, takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Jesus is emphasizing the importance of fruit bearing, of producing works, producing things that are the result of being in Jesus Christ. If a vine, a grapevine, is healthy and has branches, the most natural thing for it to do, its very purpose, is to produce grapes, fruit. If it doesn't produce fruit, then it's taken away. If branches that are attached to the vine don't produce fruit, they're taken away. And the Bible tells us down in verse 6, and the father casts out the branch that doesn't bear fruit, it's withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. They're cast into hell is the idea behind what Jesus is saying. This is an important passage for us to understand. 
we do not bear fruit in order to be a part of the branch. We bear fruit as a result of being properly attached to the branch. That's what it says. So in verse 3, he says, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. They are already prepared to bear fruit, the disciples. The word of God comes into the heart. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The word of God comes into the heart, produces faith. Faith, when acted upon, produces fruit. All of that is a result of being in Jesus Christ. Those who are not in Jesus Christ cannot bear fruit, spiritual fruit. And so the disciples were clean because of the word which Jesus had spoken. Now, Judas Iscariot is no longer in the room. He's gone. So Jesus is talking to the remaining 11 disciples and then to us who trust in Christ. In verse 4, Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you. The word abide means to remain. Remain in Jesus Christ. Stay focused on Jesus Christ. Walk by faith in Jesus Christ. Remain in me, abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So the key to bearing fruit is abiding in Christ, being in Jesus and abiding in him. There is no magical formula to this. It's trusting in Jesus Christ by faith, having the Holy Spirit indwelling us. That's what God does when we trust in Jesus. And then walking in the Spirit and not gratifying the desires of the flesh. We walk in Christ. We are not being commanded to produce fruit. We are being commanded to abide in Christ. If we abide in Christ, fruit results. We don't try to produce fruit. We focus on abiding in Christ. In verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We cannot do things in this world to please Jesus. The focus is abiding in Christ, we produce fruit, and that pleases the Lord. If anyone does not abide in me, in verse 6, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. We've looked at that. It is a dangerous thing to not bear fruit, because if you don't bear fruit, it means that you're not properly attached to the vine. You're not receiving the sap, the nutrition, the spiritual flow from the vine. Therefore, you're dead. You're of no value to God. You're cast out. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Now, this is an important thing because some people misinterpret this. As we abide in Christ, we draw from the Lord his truth, his word, the word that cleanses and the word that enables us to grow in Christ and serve him and bear fruit. His words are to abide in us. And if we know his words, if we have his words abiding in us, then we know the will of the Father. It says, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Later on, it says, we ask in accordance to God's will. How do we know God's will? We know his words. We know what God desires. So as we pray, as we walk in this world, as we seek to serve God, God's word guides us, informs us, and enables us to ask and to do according to his will. And when we pray in accordance to God's will, it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, 
How is God glorified in verse 8? That you bear much fruit. We glorify the Father by bearing fruit. The question, how do we bear fruit? You know the answer, right? Abide in Christ. Allow his words to abide in us. In doing so, so will you be my disciples. You are my students if you listen to me. You're my students if you abide in me. My words abide in you and you glorify the Father. He goes on in addition to this in verse 9. I'm not going to talk about it much. I just want you to see it. In verse 9, he says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. The key to abiding in the love of Christ, the love of God, the key to joy is dwelling, remaining, abiding in Jesus. The idea of abiding is like uh, being in an abode, a home. We need to be in the home. If we leave the home, we leave its protection and shelter, all that it provides. Jesus is our abode. He's our vine, and we are to remain in him, stay in him. When we go outside of Jesus, when we become carnal, when we engage in the worldly things, talking worldly, thinking worldly, being entertained in a worldly way, then we are in trouble. We will not bear much fruit. One of the focuses here is, maybe you notice this, the Father prunes those who bear fruit so that they may bear more fruit. So hardships and difficulties come into our lives. God brings things into our lives so that we can be cleansed. James chapter 1 talks about this. Many places in Scripture talk about this. God desires us to be humble, to be faithful. He keeps us near Jesus Christ. He gives us reasons to continue to abide through the pruning. Because when the branch is pruned, when it's damaged, it draws more from the vine so that it can heal and then produce more fruit. These are all wonderful truths. And I strongly encourage you to read John chapters 14, 15, and 16. They go together and understand the nature of what Jesus was trying to teach his disciples before he was betrayed and went to the cross. These are critical passages for us, and they teach us much about what Jesus' desire is for our lives. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. We thank you for helping us to bear fruit, for helping us to be in Jesus Christ. You sought us out. You purchased us with the blood of Jesus Christ. You sealed us with your Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you that as we are crucified with Christ, we also are raised with Jesus Christ. Father, guide us in this day as we seek to walk in Jesus Christ, abide in him, and see the resulting bearing fruit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.